Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see that shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Couple housekeeping things. We'll get them out of the way off the top, so then we don't, you know. If you don't like it, skip about thirty seconds, and then you can just listen to us talking about the Philadelphia Union, right? That's why we're all there. Um, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves again for the second year in a row. So thank you, Roughneck Scarves, for that. If you're looking for the official supplier of MLS USL scarves to supply you with some scarves, you can go do that. Roughneckscarves.com. Also, a big thanks to the Beautiful Game Network podcast for putting this on for us. BGN.fm. Um, centered towards this podcast, a couple things you should know about. Uh, one, we have stickers. Woo! Uh, logo we have sticker, stickers. Put it and put us have, on your stuff. Uh, a sexy season sticker. Mm. If you want to know what that sexy season sticker looks like, you can find it on our design tree. Uh, if you do that, uh, dsgntree.com, and then they have a search feature, and you just type in VFTB, and we'll be there. And you can see that shirt, and you can see our logo stuff, and you can see what else is on there. The homegrown shirt, and Paul, what's the what's the fourth one that I'm that I'm missing? We oh, have, the logo, but it's black and white. Yeah, the back and blacks, man. Those are those are real yeah. clean. Justin just got um, one in the mail. It's Justin super quick. I just got Oof. mine, so I'm I'm excited to see those come in. The other thing, we have a Ko-Fi. Um, if you want to throw us a drink, uh, it's just Ko-Fi.com backslash VFTB pod, and we have a, a Gmail. If you want to send us an email, if you don't have Twitter or what have you, um, or just want to tell us that we're terrible in a five-page uh, or five-paragraph essay, you may do that. We will uh, mark it and send it back to you. Yes. Yes. Indeed. We will. Yeah. Yes, we will. Gmail.com, uh, or sorry, vftbpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Basically, if you want to find <laughs> us anywhere. at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, vftbpod is probably your, your lock-in to do so. Hiya, your host most of the time, Evan Valala here. It would be cool if we introduced ourselves before, but we didn't. Those voices you heard, no particular order, Justin Ashcraft is here. Hey, what's up? The editor extraordinaire himself. Yeah, I do that uh, thing sometimes. And sometime, sometime Pittsburgh Riverhound fan. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most uh, of Paul Catrino Jr. is here, uh, American soccer's sweetheart, seltzer sweetheart. America's soccer's <laughs> seltzer sweetheart. America Jr. is here. soccer's Yep. Seltzer, yep. sweetheart. How you guys doing? Yeah, say or, it three times or, fast. Yeah, I, I'm sipping on a Bon Viv grapefruit. It is pretty yeah. good. Uh, here's my, here's my health tea. I did not compare this one. This is one of the oh. ones that didn't make the cut, and I never even got to try okay. it. Um, you're, sorry, your health tip for this one. Yeah, um, so get this. Drinking 40 different spike seltzers in the span of three weeks is not yeah. particularly healthy for any <laughs> human being. Um, that's incredible. Shouldn't do that. 
that's that's my tip. You shouldn't do mm. it. Someone did. Thank you, Paul. This backing is why, up. This uh, is why Americans, you listen to Views from the Bridge. It is America's soccer seltzer sweetheart can also be abbreviated because I know how much we like to do that here. It's to ass. Yes, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing our logo is like snake. snake. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, if anyone wants to get that on the back of a union kit and send it to Paul, feel free. Uh, last but not least, certainly not least, it is our, uh, I don't know, Chesapeake Bay correspondent, Chuck. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really all you've got? That's it? Until your, until your responses to my intros improve like that one was, I'm, you know. All right, well, oh, you're, you're, not you're not throwing him fastballs down the middle here. I mean, you're no. you're really throwing him through the loop. That it, on what planet is Chesapeake is like, Bay okay, his chocolate. brand, like just his calling card? Like, you can't even Never. just say the harbor, which is like yeah. only the tip no. of the Chesapeake Bay. That's mm-hmm. more the eastern shore of Maryland than Baltimore. We are now mm-hmm. a geography podcast. We are, yeah. I mean, bridges are a part of geography, so it works out. No, oh my God. Soccer? Soccer. Yeah, Soccer. let's do that. Soccer. Hey, Soccer. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Soccer. Soccer. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of geography, to get to Bergen, Norway, you have to cross a bridge because it's an island. <laughs> Jacob Lesness lives lived in Bergen, Norway and now he is your your newest defender for the Philadelphia Union uh, 25 year old joins from, I'm not gonna try from Godstat Top Football? Yes It's wrong cool. but man, you okay. tried that's I mean, all I care a, about You know, We had a crack at it Close yeah. enough. Uh, He'll take the number 5 shirt uh, he is a, a veteran presence at 25 years old uh, a Norwegian youth international uh, good, good depth piece here. I mean, yeah, to be captain of your team at age twenty-five, you know, it's it clearly speaks volumes to how any professional manager would view this guy, you know. And not to mention, he is an absolute unit of a dude. Like this Literally, guy like, demands off the respect plane right into the preseason starting eleven too. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> The guy looks like he's athletic as all hell and can do a lot in build-up and certainly defense. I really don't expect anyone to try to make quick cuts against this try and try to beat him, like, off the shoulder because his shoulder is, like, a baby head. Like, it will just knock you over. So, this is is pretty good. Uh, I like this. I'm just going to leave that. Chuck Justin thoughts on our, on our new Norwegian <laughs> We kind of first froze it. <laughs> there's, there's like dead space. Uh, I, I, I mean, the baby head thing threw me, and I just I didn't want to. I mean, he's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because I like I he's definitely not coming to sit on the bench. No. Um. No. So that means one of two things. Either one of Mark McKenzie or Jack Elliott will be benched. I know Mark McKenzie will be missing a lot of time due to hopefully the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. Or Mark McKenzie is potentially being sold in the summer. Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, Por que no los dos? It def- I mean, it definitely can be both. 
Because I think it might be both. I well, I so I think there. I think everyone's under the impression and, and under maybe has the understanding that he's going to miss a ton of time for the Olympics or maybe even now just with the men's national team. I don't know. Um, we'll hit on that a little bit later. But um, I think if he has a really good Olympics, I think we're going to see uh, some interest. I don't think that's n- yeah. There's not sorry. Go ahead, Justin. No, I mean, I definitely think there's going to be some interest in McKenzie. I mean, they're, it's obviously, I mean, we heard an announcer last year talk about how McKenzie has more potential than Trusty does. Right. Um, and I think we all kind of shook our heads a little bit at that. But I think, I mean, obviously it seems like McKenzie's career path in the sense that he seems to have his head on straight for the most part um, is headed in a different direction slightly different direction than trustees Mm. so i think like i mean this is this you know signing signing glessness i think obviously this is not a guy who who you sign to sit on the bench you know 25 games a year uh this is a guy who probably starts 20 games a year um at least this year and maybe closer to 30 next year um but i think Obviously, this is just a good signing from the sense that we had two, you know, we have two good young starting center backs, and then we have a what thirty-five-year-old, thirty-six-year-old, yeah, is, yeah. is aging. So we obviously need a depth piece in case, especially in case Elliot or McKenzie gets injured. But Glessness mm-hmm. is a is a guy that you feel like you could throw out there at any point and still have a good shot at winning the game. So I think that's a lot of the reason you know, we bring this guy in is, is depth, but also just knowing that like to s- sustain success, you always have to have succession plans. You can't just expect to um, continually find diamonds in the rough over and over and over again. The only thing I really question about it is that are we really um, overhyping what the Olympics could do for McKenzie in regards Probably. in com- I'm sorry, in contrast to his MLS play, I mean, that's really where most people get that general interest from is how they're playing in their domestic leagues. And, you know, if this guy's going to come in, I mean, are you just not going to play Mark because you have this guy and just hope that he overperforms in the Olympics and that's enough to fetch a fee for him? Because I just don't... You know, it's not a competition that people are really looking at. It's like, oh, wow, this is the highest level of international soccer. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, you're going to you're gonna play. If, if Mark McKenzie's healthy, he's playing. Like, that's not really much of a question. And the way he ended the season, he has right. to play. Okay, so what, but, about, what about Jack Elliott then? Is he an automatic starter Jack, in your book? Yeah, those are your two. Depends on, depends on the day. Realistically, yeah. if you're sitting one, as much as he does bring to the attack, it's probably Jack Elliott. Okay. Um, but also the the it's not that <coughs> the Olympics alone are what's going to get Mark McKenzie on the map because realistically his involvement with the U20s and the national team overall or what are getting him on the map. But youth mm-hmm. scouts are always sniffing around tournaments like that. So yeah. if the u.s just goes off and he's a massive part on it it's gonna ratchet up his value to a point where the union won't be able to say no i mean i think it's the different it's also the different i think olympics and things like that are also the difference between 
uh, like getting signed in Belgium or getting signed in Spain. You know, I think like that's mm. that's a two different. You know, those are obviously two different <clears throat> leagues and two different levels of leagues. And I think when you can perform on an international level, um, you know, not to not to compare them, but I think I, I think like even I think Madrid almost overhyped Kaylor Navas. You know, because he had a really mm. good tournament one year. And they were like, oh, he's going to be the next keeper and he'll be great. And then he kind of, like, phased out pretty quickly in Madrid. So I think, like, we, you know, it's it's a thing where, you know, you could start to get some of these other, some of these big teams who might buy you and send you out on loan right away, but they mm-hmm. might buy you instead of you ending up at, you know, somewhere in Belgium or Sweden mm-hmm. or Switzerland, you know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in regards to because then the old, and then there is the third option of just playing all three of them at one time, like, I mean, mm. it's not out of the realm. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Um, not well, not with Ray Gaddis well, that wing back. Right. right. Yeah, that would be the question yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about it. <clears throat> and I think, you know, part of the defense of, well, why do the Olympics matter for Mark McKenzie um, is because not only, like, he put together a good back half of last season, he's done pretty well for himself at the youth national level, and now Mark McKenzie and Brendan Aronson both have a senior appearance for the United States men's national team. Um, they both got on the field, uh, what, this weekend? Yeah, um, Aronson started. Good st- yeah, Aronson, that's insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like so sad. Hello, <laughs> good, great for him, uh, for sure, and I mean deserved really. Um, but it's just crazy to see his trajectory over the last three or so years. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, obviously good for the union to have this much national team experience top down. Um. But yeah, I mean that only helps those guys with with value and with experience and, and all that fun stuff. Um, that being said, Twitter question we got from Mike: um, If Aronson is also out on international duty a good bit, um, what are your levels of comfort for the uh, the center attacking midfield position? I. Um... Well, we're not going to go out and score four goals a game in those scenarios. I think you're going to see a much more reserved, you know, pairings in midfield. All right, go ahead, Chuck. I want to hear you giggling. Well, well, you know, you remember that striker who also plays like a 10 that's um pretty good? You can play Casper at the 10. I'm not denying. I I think you'll still score four goals with Casper at the 10. Yeah, probably. I mean, in the highlights that were thrown out this weekend, there was a pretty nice pass from Sergio to Casper yeah. for a goal. That was a pretty nice pass, actually. Really bad camera angle, but really good sequence. Yeah, yeah they yeah, do their they do their best. Uh, well, I mean, with with, Ser- with Sergio's new haircut, he's in for scoring twenty this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It really does speak volumes about what you expect from a player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, yes. to rock yes, that hair, bold, you have to have insane haircut. confidence. Yeah, you do? 
I mean, I hope he. Uh, it. I hope he pulls out a "Why Not Me" undershirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> he just becomes like good Mario Balotelli. Oh, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, it's an option certainly, but you know, you're also looking at guys like probably Montero stepping into that role for a little bit, having to do so, yeah, so or Fontana um, even if he has to and. Mike said Montero and El Sino. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like El Sino in the middle of a diamond, but, you no, know. No, Not for any long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the tough thing, I think, with the Olympics this summer is, obviously, I think McKenzie's probably on that roster, um, probably pretty easily on that roster. Um, I would not be surprised to see Aronson on that roster. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people, you know, Paul McClall and there's several other players who can play that position. And then it sort of depends on who who you want to bring in, who your over 23 players are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, who you play in that position, you know, if you play anybody else in that position who's over 23. So yeah. I think, like, you – I would – I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Aronson on that roster. I also wouldn't be surprised not to see him on that roster. I think a January camp experience for Aronson is a really good thing. I don't, you know, obviously the January camp, cupcake camp, whatever you want to call it, I don't I don't know that I put a whole lot of stock in it to be like, yeah, that's a camp that I'm like, oh, yeah, this determines who, you know, on this roster long term. <laughs> yeah. so. Right, right. But I do think... I do think we are going to have some discussions of who who kind of takes that attacking mid-roll. Um, you know, I think El Sino can in certain contexts. We saw that last year several times that El Sino played at the 10 and played well. We also saw him play there and not play well. <laughs> um, right. You know, and so I think he can. I think Montero can. Um, so I think there's options, but it just depends on which way you want to go. Um, <clears throat> is there any, this wasn't a question from anybody else, but I, I'm a little curious. I, I didn't feel like the, um, Glesnus news came out of anywhere. Kind of just came out of nowhere out of a, a Norwegian, uh, outlet and people ran with yeah. it. There was literally maybe do the we, one thing. Do we think there's, there's anything in the works to get a 10 or are they confident at least until the summer window. There's allegedly supposed to be one more signing, according to like everything that's coming out of that uh, coming out of their Wherever. end. Um, mm. So it's either it? right back or mid. I mean, I, that those are the only two positions that you really look at and go, they could use a guy, like yeah. just a guy. So. I mean, I'm I'm not holding yeah. out that this is even the final roster or the right. final piece that they're adding. And if this is a ten, I don't see it as a I don't see it as a starting ten. I don't not see at it all like an impact an impact ten. No, no, no. It's a guy who can split time with Aronson and um you know be good yeah. on his day, but you know it's not going to be it's not going to be a DP ten. You know, it's going to be it's going to be Roland Alberg. Right. <laughs> That would have been Bracken, really. I would, gl- I would gladly take him back yeah. as a substitute. But yeah, right. <laughs> I, th- I think they're done. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> I I don't think it's going to be. I would almost like it to not even be an international. Yeah, 
I mean, it can't be international. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you don't know who like else is going to get their green card soon. Well, like I'm saying you've already filled the spot from and... Jack Elliott getting his green card because yeah. Corey Burke's deal is not officially done. Right. I don't know. Maybe you throw a couple of thousand at some MLS team with a decent 10 on their bench or, or bring up hell. Bring up a uh, USL guy. Ernst Tanner and doing deals within MLS are just yeah. not really not a compatible. thing. He only yeah. wants money. <laughs> And he's using that really well. Actual money, real money. Yeah. We talking about real money. No, I mean, look he at the, want MLS money. I mean, look at the Glesner signing. I mean, that's a guy who, you, like Justin said, is most likely going to play over twenty plus games. And he was just like some simple tam deal. And he's like in, entering yeah. the prime of his career as a captain over in Norway. Like yeah. that's big. I mean, that's that's efficient use. It's like actually it's really doing money ball me. right. <laughs> It's, well, it's really interesting to me, like, how <clears throat> it seemed like no other MLS team even, like, goes over to that part of the world. Mm. And, uh, They're all in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is why I think it's good to have a guy like Ernst Stanner who has connections in Europe yeah. that, you know, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not one Celtic of the countries that he's been in, yeah, but it's, like, somebody who... You know, it's like, oh, we can go find these good players who right. might even be on bad teams. They might not even be on a good team, but they're a good player. And so they get overshadowed yeah. by their bad team sometimes. Um, and so I think it's, like, interesting that you can go find those guys sometimes. And you can bring mm. them over for not much because everyone's going, well, they're not that good because they're on this bad team. But it's like, you still got to have quality at the other ten positions, even if you have a good player. Right. Yeah, so we'll um, see if this roster can even fill out. I think I, I still think there's one uh, left, but let's see. Most of the roster questions out of the way, at least that we got before um, like ten after nine. Yeah. No, because that that one actually leads in pretty well to um, Justin it. Freiberg's on um, which of the Union homegrowns do you think takes the next big leap into the eighteen this season? Oh, um, so that's a fight really between you got to include Fontana in that and you're also including Turner and DeVry Freeze and Freeze yeah Freeze is weird because like I think it's Freeze did, backup keeper but didn't yeah. Freeze just basically get demoted Bendix still Freeze Bendix still here oh yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> why else we sign him? Is the easy... Mm. Um, I guess I should give my answer. Yeah, please. I mean, it's it's got to be Fontana. It, well, yeah. It has to be Fontana. Yeah. Because if it's not Fontana, he's gone. Yeah. This, it's... This, is, this is literally his sink or swim year. The stage is set for him to essentially be... Your backup either as a shuttling midfielder and pass Warren Craval or at the ten, and he's got to do it or end up in USL. I mean, although like I think the union, whatever actually happens with that, I think the union have to be thinking, you know, a couple years down the road, and you can't keep a guy like Montana if he's if he's commanding money. 
But I think you got to think a couple years down the road and the fact that Bedoya, I mean, Bedoya is not not immortal. <laughs> the dude's not going to play <laughs> for 10 more years. So you have to be thinking down the road that, like, at some point, a guy like that isn't going to be able to start, you know, 33 games out of your 34. So, like, he's going to need time on the bench. He's going to need time to rest. Uh, so, like, I think Fontana, yes, it's definitely his sink or swim as far as does he start for this team long term. But I don't know that it's his exit out of Philly necessarily. But they're not going to pay him anymore. So, you know, other teams, you know, he's going to be going to look for money somewhere if he's not starting after this year. But I do think he needs to make an impact. Which is why I think Chuck also says that, you know, sink or swim on both sides you know, like if both sides can't find that consistent minutes for him on a good team, then he's got to go find some other team that could really use a player of his caliber. And you're absolutely right, man. I mean, it seems as if his best way to be utilized would be playing Bedoya's position or on the side of him. But the midfield's just simply too stacked, you know. Like he's got to get these chances uh, later in games. And he's really got to take advantage of them. And then once they see that he's a young option that they've developed off the bench, you know, maybe he starts a few games and he's able to put together a consistent performance. Like, but other than that, you're, it's either or. It's either he wants to go or the union just say, I don't think we should just do this anymore. You know, like you've got pipeline talent out the ass that can be called up in a couple years. If you're able to sustain yourself with these allocation signings and nice, mm-hmm. smooth international deals that don't cost a whole lot of money, then yeah. shit, man, you got to be a game changer to really break into the squad as a homegrown. I want them to play all the kids at one time. In one game, they should. I mean, it's what nine? Yeah. Well, they 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 probably will in Open Cup. Yeah, I was gonna say that's when you do it, but. Just a giant F you to the entire league. Like, look at this. Look at this crap. Well, because, like, but who are you going to, like, you're either going to play what? Like, Westchester United or, like, Pittsburgh? Like, no, nah, I mean, they're going to do that. But, Evan, what do you what do you think? Who is the homegrown that uh, needs to? Uh, like, I mean, is going to Fontana is going to, it just kind of comes down to, all right, like, are they trying Cole or Jack up at a 10 to see if one of those guys can't platoon that with Brendan? Like, where do they see DeVries and Turner? um, Wasn't Cole Turner played at center back against Atlanta for some odd reason? Yeah, they like to do that too. And then didn't Um, he score a goal against Chicago in like an advanced attacking position? Uh, Issa scored. Ah, oh, alright. Rayon scored, like, probably in a forward position, which he played wing a bunch, so. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it just comes down to, where is Matt Freeze on the depth chart? Is he two, which is a little weird to think about, or is he probably three? Because if he's three, then no way. Yeah. Um, he becomes your, your Philadelphia Union two starting keeper. But if you think you need depth and you like what you're seeing out of your your younger kids in midfield, then maybe it's Cole or Jack. 
I mean, I think, I think, I mean, my answer would be freeze. I think, I mean, it's tough, right? There's not a gold cup. Jamaica's not going to qualify. can't qualify for the Olympics because they're not even in the qualifying tournament. Right. Um, so, like, obviously, I don't, Andre, Dre's not going to have that many. He's not going to, I mean, he's going to have, when they go on break, you know, actual break, FIFA breaks, whatever, he's probably going to play for Jamaica, but they, yeah. like, they're not going to have that many. It's not that they're extended not period extended of time they had last Absence, year. right? I think, I think actually, uh, Freeze could be the two, but actually still be the Union two starting keeper. I think that they're, yeah. I think that Bendik obviously could just be there for depth that like if one of those guys goes down then you still have a backup keeper freeze can be playing you know if you know free if if the union have a saturday night game and then union two have a sunday game you know freeze can be the backup and then still play on on sunday or whatever so Uh i think that he could be the two i'm not i'm not sure that bendix presence on this roster is a demotion of freeze more than just making sure we have depth if dre is out or down or someone gets hurt yeah and it's tricky because they do preseason you know a thousand miles away yeah so we can't like pop over and be like oh that's fun yeah it's it's tough it's uh (laughs) tough to get that content man it really is yeah Yeah, pull some teeth for it Um, throw some money in the ko-fi so we can buy plane tickets too yeah do that Mm. Hey, speaking of throwing money at things, we got a question from Joshy Black on Twitter about kits, which is a perfect time for me to bring up the newest sponsor, Feed of Beautiful Game Network of Podcast, and someone that we worked with before last year, uh, Icarus FC. Woo! Um, if you don't want to have off-the-rack Nike or Adidas kits, and you want to look really good and wear a really comfortable jersey... At an amazing cost, that, too. At, yeah, at a really really good cost uh which makes me worried for my friend but take advantage of it um icarusfc.com go check uh, go check robbie and, and his team out um you know go say hi go see what's up they will give you something that you will love um they also do some i think they also do like random graphic design type things as well on the side mm-hmm. if you need that but definitely go check those out get your kit um or what have you um, Icarus FC PHL on Instagram if you want to look at all that fun stuff. Also, is Icarus FC PHL on the Twitters. Um, yeah, Joshy underscore Black on, on Twitter asked us, uh, Kits, do you like the new one? What will you want the kit to look we'll, Here we go. What would you want the kit to look like? And then uh, if we have any all-time favorite kits club, we're international included. Well, we haven't seen the official kit yet, yeah, so we, yeah. we've seen what it probably looks like and hopefully doesn't look like uh because if that bimbo is white so help me jeebus i am going to snap because just a missed opportunity there to just accent the gold that is so prominently featured on the shoulders it seems like everybody else figured it out like yeah first of all new england's jersey is a freaking chef's kiss. Oh my god. Like I I, I am not bringing one's much. really pretty. Yeah, it's clean. It it works, but I mm, this Union jersey, man, they're making a big deal about this and I'm a big fan of how the numbers and letters look on the back. Yes. I think it's going to be a washing machine nightmare to maintain. Yep. That said, yep. it looks sweet. If they mess up the sponsor, 
man, I'm just I'm gonna be sick. Just, just prepare to be disappointed. Yeah, I don't know why I do this to myself. Uh, I don't know. Why does every MLS team have to have the same home kit? Yeah, it's so basic. Money. I don't care. Yeah. That just makes me not want to buy it. Money is stupid. Like, I mean, I I actually seriously dislike the kit anyway because of the fact that it's two different shades of blue and mm. not two different shades of blue should go together. Also, I don't get the point of the three stripes. Like, just why? Branding. Well, um, if Adidas. Yes. But, like, come on. But you could put it. Literally anywhere else. Like why on why on the why on the shoulder? So where would you put? Oh yeah, I mean down the sides on anywhere else works except just one shoulder. I don't know. I that's not the like. I just seriously dislike almost everything except the font changes on these new kits. Give me love handle stripes, baby. And and it's just no team is gonna have a unique home kit. Your yeah. home kit is, if anything, is supposed to be your unique kit because it's your primary color kit. Like, right. MLS just dropped the ball across the board on yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't give a uh, crap if it's your 25th anniversary. You don't make your, your entire league look like basic. You know? But you get $300 million from Adidas and then they do whatever they want and then you take your check and you shut up. I don't even think they're getting that much from Adidas. I, it's a lot. It, it has to be a lot. It better be a lot. <laughs> For the way they're able to just like cookie cutter all these kits, it's got to be a fucked up money. Hey Eric, did you no, remember to no, make those it's, it's MLS kits last night? Uh, no. I mean, so here's what I'll do: I'll just change the color on like 26 yeah. different designs I mean, and just slap also, that bad boy on there. It's also kind of funny because I'm literally complaining in an Adidas kit right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like this Betis kit just works. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just their primary green and white, and I'm extremely partial to forest green, hence why um, basically some of my favorite kits are almost anything that Cameroon releases. Okay. I think, like, uh, the interesting thing that I've been thinking about the past couple days uh, and weeks with these kits coming out is, like, the Riverhounds are also an Adidas team. And so I'm like, well, I got to prepare myself that one of their three kits is going to be the same template, just changed right. to Pittsburgh colors. But I think like, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the kit. I kind of like, I kind of actually At like the three not stripes. Nashville? I think it's like different. I think it's unique. I think it's something that Adidas hasn't released that much before. I haven't really seen this before. It's not like this right, came right. after a World Cup year that like Germany wore this same kit and then now the MLS mm. is all getting it. So I don't actually mind that, other than the fact that it probably means that uh, some team at the at the Olympics this summer, or more than one team, depending how many Adidas yeah. teams are there, will also have this kit. But MLS had it first, so I don't I don't mind it. I, I agree think the, with the, Paul. I think that that bimbo has to be gold. It has to be. Justin, the, the, I'm the sorry. The stripe on the shoulder is like the least bad thing they did. I don't necessarily. Yes. It's such a non-point lie. for me. Yeah, it it isn't really a fact. It doesn't kill the kit for me, but just no, just let sure. me nitpick. Okay, okay, super, Justin. I do have a question for you in regards to yeah. you. You said it's unique, and you said you don't really mind it and stuff. In the union's regard, do you mind that that's now the defining identity of the team? 
on a team that hasn't really had one in their kits in like their entire oh, history. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I saw a, I saw somebody's like interpretation of this kit with a with a gold stripe down the middle, and like that would be nice because that is kind of unique. Brandon that the Union has had until the past couple of years. Um, so, yes, I would like this kit to be a little bit more unique, like that there would be something kind of defining about the Union from this kit. I think what's interesting is, like, I saw, like, a, a picture with kind of a bunch of the jerseys leaks that have that have happened, and, like, I think it's Houston's jersey is, like, super kind of unique among these jerseys. I mean, it's the same design, but I think they're, like, the front of their jersey is kind of like an orange black ombre sort of look and then the, yeah, no, the shoulders I, are orange yeah. with the black stripes and i thought like oh that that like is a unique take on this kit you know and it's like i wish that ours had a unique i mean it has a snake that. it has like that really yeah. faint snake over the front of it yeah. but like that's that's just slapped on there too man like you know i don't care how much you let me tell you what it. i let me tell you what I do like though the the uh, the kits that they the guys wore to the Sixers mm-hmm. game with the Artisana logo I thought that looked great yeah. I thought that's yeah, like something you know different something um, you know I think that changes because they can put that in blue um, mm. on the white jersey I think that just looks better um, and it's not bimbo written right across the front mm-hmm. of the kit right. Um, all t- um, all time yeah. favorite jersey, club, country, and another ones. Which one? The orange one. Which, which one? Just, just like, like the white. Straight... <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, what's the one like the twenty fourteen or twenty? Where it just has like maybe? the lion crest yeah. and it's, yeah, like, oh, super clean. so clean. Oh my god. I think of like RVP or um, Memphis Depay, oddly enough, in that kit. Yeah. Um, I really yeah, enjoy okay. like the 2016, 2017 um, Galatasaray's with like the five stripes, like the uh, yellow and orange, like it's or the red and yellow. Um, also, I, I just think it's super Link. Gryffindory and cool, and I have <laughs> one, and it's awesome. Shout out to like Celtic or Rangers or like any Ooh, of the club, like, yeah. Man United, like anyone that's been able to have basically one kit for hundreds of years. The Celtic ones are really sweet weird. with the Magners uh, logo in the middle. Well, and just like, it's green and white hoops and it's everything that that club identifies with. And, you know. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, Manchester United has the same problem that the Union do of their sponsor logo looks terrible well, on their jerseys. I mean, that's and they American need to get thing. that figured out, but they have the same problem currently. Yeah. Uh, my all-time favorite kit, um, I have a couple, um, I am never against black for black's sake, um, so when Barcelona did black several years ago with yellow numbers, loved, loved that jersey, I actually, that was the year we got married and I bought my wife a messy jersey in that same, (laughs) that same, uh, kit, um, and then I also... I also really, this is going to make me sound like a homer, but loved uh, Spurs purple kit from several years ago. I I have that. It is definitely um, one of my favorite kits. Um, That, as well as um, the electric blue Spurs HP kit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, It's a very fun one. Also, 
I'm extremely partial um, to Hull City's kit this year with mm-hmm. actual tiger stripes on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I also have a weird one as a Chelsea fan. I'm a big fan of the Arsenal purple and blacks with, like, the nice red accent. If you haven't seen them, oh, the... they're beautiful, man. Like, it, yeah, I haven't looked that up. It's kind of insane. Like, it definitely doesn't connect with their identity in any way. Like, it's very oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, they're yeah. fire. They're, it's like, and I, I just they're could never bring weird. myself to buy one because it's like, who yeah, do I, I get on Arsenal? I hate everyone. You know, like I can't. Hey, you do can get that. you can get jerseys without names on them. I only That's have true. like two with names. I don't know, man. I, um, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> the the other bonus shout outs one that I always get, uh, there's a bunch that I always get compliments for the the Providence City one that I have on now their hot club blue alternate oh. with the anchor on it from many years Ooh. ago is a gorgeous kit. Um, the um, I mean. Either of the uh, of the Minneapolis City ones that I have, the the one the white one with the black wing across the front is gorgeous. Speaking of wings, another really underrated uh, American kit, any of the Minnesota United ones from NASL, um, where they had the wing design on the shirt that went into the shorts. Yeah, those were some beautiful kits. They Bad got the ass. wing back for their for their kit this year, which I'm really happy about. But the NASL ones especially because the wing went from like top right of the shirt and then was on bottom left of the uh, of the shorts sick love it i think i think almost every like i mean there's been obviously some missteps over the years and different kits that you look at and go actually i i can't remember who it was that had like highlighter green jerseys in the champions league but i feel like almost every european team like teams. puts out a really good like their Champions League kits, I feel like are almost better than their Man- normal. Kits. Manchester City's alternate bubble gum kit is like extremely disgusting, and I yeah, really like the, the Manchester yeah, like said, one though, the black. They've done some great. really good kits, and they have a nice classic <laughs> standard kit, but just yeah. that alternate was it's something. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird because like. Barcelona essentially did that same thing several years ago where they did like a yellow jersey that like faded yeah. into orange down the well, like by the, the time you got to the bottom Nike of the shorts. gave everybody the um like super highlighter color with like black sleeves or whatever it was for the championship. No, I don't remember that. And then that became like the Charleston Battery third or something. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We could do but a whole I feel podcast like champion, Champions League. Feel. Yeah, Champions League. I feel like are always interesting well, to see what European teams put out for Champions which League. Which, in fact, Champions we should League, probably do. We should do a whole kit podcast with Robbie. I mean, we're yeah, going to do that. That would in a couple make a weeks. lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, we'll just do that. <laughs> Maybe Save we your kit takes that, until we. Uh, Spoiler yeah. alert: We're interviewing Robbie in a couple weeks, talking all yeah. things soccer kits. That's going to be awesome. Your silence is deafening. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the host with the most is. What is our next question? Topic well, we have a, uh, we have two, and then we'll get out of here. They're both life questions, so we'll end on those. Uh, Synonymous Bosch um, asks us: Reese's pieces or cups? Cups. Get out cups. of here. But but yeah. Why do we, you had to make us choose between two amazing things? 
Um, no, no. Pieces are, pieces are gross. One is more Should amazing than the other. Oh my aisle. god. No. Get on the side now. Or we can't be friends. Oh my god. What is taking yeah. you I mean, so long? I end up because I end up eating more cups just because they're more accessible, but I prefer yeah. eating pieces. Oh. Oh. What is your answer? Oh. What is better? <laughs> I literally just said I prefer eating pieces. You're terrible. Oh my god. End of the show. Well, let me be show. terrible. <laughs> I need time well, to and process. And the show's this. not over either. I'm opening this. I'm opening the second beer right now. This is freaking crazy. Man. Great. Chap asked us. This is a strange Wait, one, but we'll heck? entertain it. I, if you treated the next few pods, yeah, Chuck. We got another one like 15 minutes ago. That's oh, oh on the fly. It's also a little a little weird. Forgive me, I'll pull that up. It's under more replies on Twitter. It's, this is it's fine. Chuck Chuck is going to get voted on. Oh, this week oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Okay. Though. Hey, um, you guys don't get to do the voting. Um. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, here. I'll just I'll just ask it. Uh, how would hockey sticks made from a lighter, more easily breakable wood change the game? Fewer hard slap shots, fewer steal attempts, more finesse. Who sent that in? What sport? Well, what there's sport? there's more. There's more. <laughs> okay. It's from... Gentlemen, we'd like to discuss this first question sent in by Oxford <laughs> Tallboy. <laughs> I, I think we would see a lot of... Uh, I'll answer it. Why not? Um... Easier, like literally, a more easily. We're talking like balsa wood, I guess. Why would you? My okay. So my my first my first question to retort is why would you intentionally make hockey sticks easier to break? But if we're just Seriously. going full chaos, um, yeah, I I think we're gonna see a lot of like it would almost feel like mini stick hockey, which is great. Like, are you talking about guys carrying like multiple sticks on their hilt? Because they well, break like, so easily and just, they just wielding have, like a bandolier of hockey. Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I love that. And then the fights just become like kendo stick You're fighting, where they're just like other. smacking yeah. them over each oh, other's head it. and they're snapping in half. I think they should be made of that, steel. That would be hilarious. That would be good. I think they should be uh, made of flexible steel, and they're indestructible, and they use them like lacrosse weapons. The actual follow-up question is. Kind of interesting, uh, though. I'm, I'm getting there. I, I I do we really, do we really need more on the hockey sticks? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't watch, follow, or care about hockey. So, Great. like, Justin, thoughts? Nope. I Great. Not yes. Watch good pass. Well. Thank uh, you, Justin. Ox Ox forty five Tallboy also uh, chimed in shortly after and said, "Wait, you mean about soccer? Uh, how about a ball intentionally weighted a tiny amount on one side in order to give it more bend?" Okay, so like, uh, what? All right, that's hot. Like the Jubilani, a slightly top-heavy ball. Yeah. The, the thing I would kind of like in that too is like a doctored baseball, in order to like oh, yeah. make your curveballs just insane. Um, that would be so wild to watch on set pieces. Yeah, for sure. Because you you would actually be able to see some players be able to bend corners into the net. Sebastian Giovinco would score on every free kick. Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> uh, All right. I mean, that's insane. That's a cool concept, yeah. but I don't yeah. think the game needs Try that to flourish. Game. So, uh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, Chap asked, if you treated the next few pods like a game of Survivor, where your listeners, which would... He didn't include himself, but I'll do it for him. Vote off one person each episode. Who gets eliminated first, and who wins? Um, well, I'll just say that I wouldn't win. I already know that I wouldn't win. <laughs> um, Graceful. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think Justin, I think Justin wins. I think Justin finds, like, the... The Sebastian Latou immunity amulet and and makes his way through. <laughs> um, I I think your golden Kinsaisal for first uh, eliminated goes to me. Um, I, I actually think Justin's the first person voted off because he's a Cowboys wow. fan. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Actually, mm, jingoism, yes. I mean, I can get on board with that if it's not me. So I'm just. I mean, but, the I, next, but I'm just the like next totally the next closest person to be in the first person voted off is probably me for bursting people's eardrums. It's it's you for your Reese's Pieces take, you piece of trash. Get out of this. Get out of here with that. My Reese's Pieces right, well, take will endear me to more people. Nope. No. Listen, because I love it, you because of your Reese's Pieces take. Literally, when you pick extremes, more people will love you for that extreme and. And um, get on your side. Yeah, except uh, when you're wrong and just yep. stop talking. <laughs> it's not like I like candy corn. Well, okay. well that's well, that's really offensive. Well, now, what if you have an isolated fan group that really likes Reese's Pieces but also really likes candy corn? Now you're putting them in I'm not, order. I'm not trying to win a vote because I'll win the sympathy vote mm-hmm. because Evan picks on me at the beginning of every podcast. If you're bad, you're that's very true. All right. Well, let's do my, hashtag hey, if my in- who you want to be yeah. voted off this week. And if my intros are bad, it's because uh-huh. my host isn't setting me up properly for them. That's that's bullshit. Yeah, like how do you expect hashtag a striker to score BFTB. if you're? How do you expect yes. a striker yes. to score if you got a, Boys. a distributing midfielder with no well, feet? And we're gonna find out when Jurgen Lacadia gets served two balls a game by Jimmy McLaughlin since. <laughs> That is. Thank you so much for listening this week. <laughs> Follow us at VFTB Pod. Do what Justin said. Hashtag vote VFTB. And whoever gets the least amount of votes, you just won't hear next week. I... No, 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 no. You'll hear we'll everyone. We'll just like. Yes, but everything they say has to be followed. Oh, they get by moved shame. into the tribal council. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that works. At VFTB Pod. Thanks again to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, Icarus FC, uh, the Beautiful Game Network podcast. Go check out our design tree, DZ, dsgentry.com backslash VFTB. Um, go check out our Ko-Fi. Follow us on Twitter, and then we'll just tell you where everything's at from there. Until next week, for uh, for Justin, for Paul, for Chuck, we'll, we'll take care, and uh, don't go change it too much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a proud part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN is a network of soccer podcasts, writing, and other great content. Go check them out at bgn.fn. You can find us on social media at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Go check us out there, leave us a note, and ask questions. That is at VFTB Pod on both Twitter and Facebook. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the show. And please leave us a review. For the Views for the Bridge podcast, Eva Valella, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft. Later. Later.